Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I ain't no joke, I'll say it once again, and if I get provoked there'll be knuckles on your chin. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss IT Chapter 2, which released in 2019, based on the novel by Stephen King, written by Gary Doberman, and directed by Andy Muschietti. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, 27 years have passed since the children defeated IT. They have all grown up, and Mike, who has never left Derry, has come across evidence that the clown has returned. He has sent out the clown signal to all of his friends and has asked them to come back to help him defeat it once and for all. You know, this is the uh, longest running time for a horror movie to ever get theatrical distribution. Wow. Kind of uh, broke a record there. Nice. Uh, but this film wasn't, uh, you know, definitely confirmed when they were making the first one. Yeah. They knew they were doing a part one. And of course, at the end of the first film, the end credit is chapter one. Yeah. So I'm like, so is it just it or is it, it part one? I don't know. But this is definitely chapter two. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a sure thing at first, even though they kind of got word that it was going to be successful and they already started their casting. They asked a lot of the child stars mm. who they wanted, who they thought should play them, their 27 year, you know, adult version of them. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the cast actually got their request. Uh, for instance, Bill Hader was requested by Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain was requested by Sophie Lillis. Uh, and I just think that's kind of great. And apparently um, Jessica Chastain was also the first one cast. They were having talks with her, I think, while the first one was still in cinemas. Yeah. Uh, which I think is great. And I have to say, compared to the miniseries, I think It Part 2 has done a phenomenal job with its casting and casting actors that look very similar yeah. to their child stars. So it's much easier when you're watching the film going, which child was that <laughs> yeah, one again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, this is my uh, first time watching uh, chapter two. You know, like I said, I'd, I'd seen the first part and I was just like, okay, I'm going to wait, you know, for that to, to die down and then I'll catch up with it. And then I knew that part two would be coming, you know, so I was just like, well, I'll, I'll get the part one and part two together. So when it finally came onto the list to review, I was like, oh, finally, I can actually sit down and watch it. But I, I got to admit, I was a bit I was a bit nervous, you oh. know, because, well, the, the, the TV miniseries part two is not really great in comparison to part one. You know, it's good. I might enjoy it now that I'm a bit older and I understand a few more of the jokes. Um but, like I said, there was just something missing. I suppose it's the nostalgia of the children. You know, I wasn't too sure of how the adult versions would compare to how the child actors worked. You know, and, and the fact it's like two hours and 50 fucking minutes, you know, <laughs> which is like fucking 30 minutes longer than part one. I was like, oh my God, how 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 is this going to keep my attention? I know what's coming. I know how it's going to flow. You know, what are you going to give me movie that I haven't already experienced? And I've got to admit, I, I fucking loved it. I, I really did. Like like you said, the, the adult versions of the children, you know, I felt a real connection between them and their child versions. I loved the development of bringing it to present day, you know, 20, 27 years later. So there was a bit more advancement. You know, I just loved seeing Bill Skarsgård again as the clown but actually a weaker version of the clown in comparison to the first one that we'd seen and so just everything just really really worked like you know that whole opening sequence where obviously we've got the 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 gay couple walking around the fair and at first i was like why why are you doing this what what are you trying to deliver here movie what kind of message are you saying and it, it immediately dawned on me that it's just like well who are the real monsters Really, when you when you see oh, what happens to them, it's the adults mostly in this town. Yeah, uh, of course. And well, this is actually a scene uh, that's in this film that obviously wasn't in the miniseries, but it is in the book. Oh right, and it is oh. also based on a real event as well. Oh wow, uh, which King has commented on. Uh, so actually, having it in the film, it's uh, it, it. I kind of applaud it really. Yeah, it yeah. Here. So do I. Uh, and of course, a lot of uh, people are upset with the representation uh, in the film, but you know, it, it's pretty brutal what happens to this couple. Yeah. 
like I said, it's based on, on a real event. Uh, but it is an awesome reintroduction to Skarsgård as Pennywise, yes. where, where when he's been thrown off the off the bridge and he's sl- you know submerged, but he's coming up for air. Yeah, and you see Pennywise there, just a just glimpse a of him, hand just out. reaching out to rescue him. And of course, when his friend finally gets there to find him, Pennywise is feasting on him and literally bites a chunk out of him. Yeah. And, and again, a great visual where, you know, the entire area is just filled with those red balloons. Yeah. Just everywhere. Now, of course, in the carnival just earlier, there was red balloons. But of course, it's carnival, so there would be red balloons. But yeah. it's almost like just foreshadowing uh, Pennywise's uh, emergence and, you know, revival yeah. after a 27-year sleep. I, I got to give it to Isaiah Mustafa, who plays Mike. I Like, I was looking up the... You know the background for a lot of the actors that obviously join us in this movie, and he's the old spice guy. He's the guy who sits <laughs> on the horse and tells you that you could smell just like him. And I was just like, oh my god, you know. But he he hears the the news report, uh, the 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 police report over the band. Like he's he's stayed in the town. He still remembers. He's been waiting for it to return. And so as soon as he hears the police band, he shoots over to the bridge. You know, he hears, you could just hear, the, you know, the boyfriend at the ambulance say about some clown that's obviously mutilated the, the boy's body, you know, distracting everybody from the actual beating that the two of them have got. Small bit of trivia for you. Did yeah. you recognize the little boy bully? I tried to. I kept trying. I was just like, your face looks familiar, but I wasn't too sure. Well, it was. It appeared on the missing posters in the previous film because that's the actress that played Betty Ripsom. Oh! <laughs> Who, had, of course, died in the earlier course of the first part. Nice. I was like, that's cool. They reused the, the same actor. Yeah, and, and obviously Mike sees that you know, message written on the blood, uh, written on the bridge in blood, you know, come home, come home, come home. And so immediately he's got to send out the message to everybody. You know, like you said, Jessica Chastain as the new Bev. Like, yeah, you can easily see the connection between her and Sophie Lillis. You know, she's a beautiful actress. And, you know, it's 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 weird that she would find herself in another abusive relationship. Not weird at all. Well, not, not with where these kids are concerned, where they are all massively traumatized by their pasts, but somehow made by it as well that's true yeah you will find that a lot of the characters in this go back to or end up in very similar positions they do for instance um eddie who's literally married his mother yeah he has literally just to go with recasting the same actresses here if you didn't realize the actress that plays his wife was the actress that plays his his mother mother. i thought that was great (laughs) great yeah so it's honestly no surprise you know that bev would fall into into this thing because she's not not healed from it, not learned from it, not well, evolved I, from it, but also forgotten her that, past. That's what so I was going to go like with. A, you know, a... Yeah, it's like, a, you know, she's, she's forgotten everything that happened in Derry, but then she's ended up in the exact same situation. And, you know, she beat the fuck out of that guy. Yeah. You know, and I was so glad for her too, because personally, I didn't want her to be with him. I wanted her to be with Ben. Well, it it also know? kind of suggests that like Pennywise has been controlling him or her and this this anyway because when she comes running down the stairs and there's yeah, a big portrait there's there, the portrait, yeah. Pennywise is in the top right corner of that picture. Oh! <laughs> like, it's hard to see, but he's there. Ah, it's like, nice. Yeah, yeah, manipulating everything. I mean, I, I love the introduction to all of the adult characters. Like I said, Ben is now an architect. He, he's, he's thin. He looks a hell of a lot like fucking Doctor Strange. Just another bit of trivia right here for <laughs> yeah. you. Did you recognise any of the actors in that boardroom? Uh, no, no. It was uh, Brandon Crane, who played young Ben in the miniseries, is the first one we cut to in the office that makes right. you go, oh, that's new, that's grown-up Ben. But ah, it was OG Ben. It's OG Before ben. it cuts to the new Ben, who's yeah, doing a conference call away from the office. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I, I, uh, I loved... James Ranson uh, playing uh, Eddie, I think. Uh, personally, I'm just going to put it on the limb now. He was possibly my all-time favourite character of this whole entire part too. Like, he was just so funny, so quick-witted. You know, exactly like the younger version of him. You know, just 
he's like, very wild-eyed and almost cartoonish. Yeah, and he and he's 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 got a job now as like a safety inspector. You know, he's he's taking his hypochondriac. So a risk analyst. Yeah, risk analyst. But in the in the book, he's um, he owns a, a chauffeur company, ah. which is also linked to the, his license plate of the car that he's driving in this as well. So it's like, so which job does he have? Yeah, <laughs> I I absolutely loved him. Um, and also we've got James McAvoy uh, playing older Bill. You know, I absolutely love James McAvoy. You know, the more performances I see him do, you like his his ability to make the characters his own. You know, it's still James McAvoy. It's still the same guy from Glass. It's still the same guy from X-Men. It's still the same guy from Wanted. But he's able to take his character and just mold it and shape it so that he either fits it or it fits him. So like when we see him on uh, on the, the, the sound stage and he's he's basically Stephen King, isn't he? He's written novels and people well, want to adapt them Stephen in the Stephen King they puts hate writers fucking... in all his stories, so yeah. Yeah. But this film gets meta with the whole Stephen King's terrible at his endings. <laughs> yeah. So there's, yeah, a commentary on everyone just saying, your ending sucks, Bill. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I mean, there even becomes a scene later when Bill gets to Derry. And he's chatting with Stephen King, yeah. and even Stephen King tells Bill, "Your ending it sucks." sucks. <laughs> it's just like, great. yeah, it's great. I kind of like the way how they kind of just got rid of the wife character for uh, for Bill. You know, in the in the in the TV series, she would come. To Audrey Derry. is a pretty important part because yeah, she's left out of the film as well as uh, Bev's husband because. Mm. Uh, Audrey and Bev's husband come to Derry yeah. uh, and Pennywise controls the husband and kidnaps Audrey and, t- and takes them away. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the neither character returns to this. But then again, the film's three hours long already. Yeah. Like, like, did, did we really need them? We already know that they should take out things that aren't going to translate very well. And then we've got the amazing Bill Hader uh, playing Richie. You know, the first scene we see him, he's throwing up over the, over the balcony because obviously he's got this memory back and then he's gone to go on stage and do his his comedy routine but he just can't remember it and i just love the way that mike's now stuck this message out to everybody and they've had this kind of you know fear come back to them they can't remember why and that's obviously the power of Derry. once you move away you'll forget it you'll forget it and forget everything but once it comes back especially for these children They've now got a group back. And I've got to say, I like I said, I was really worried that two hours and 50 minutes would drag. But for me, the pacing in this was just on point. Like, I kept stopping every now and Like, I broke up the film to have a break, you know. After an hour, I went and made a cup of tea and I came back and I pressed play again. And after the second hour, I was just like, man, there's only 50 minutes left. Oh, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And I was really... I agree with you on the pace. Every time I've watched this film... I've never taken a break, uh, but the three hours is zipped by so fast. I was just like, there's no way that was three hours. Yeah. Uh, So that's a testament to how, how good the pacing is and how good the visuals and audio and everything is about the, you know, the production value that easily keeps you invested. And the film's broken up very well with the Pennywise, honest, scary, good moments for me in the film. And one of these comes in about 40 minutes into the film where I think this was almost advertised uh, early on, before the film came out, as what I conceived would be the opening scene. Right, right, Because yeah. it's very reminiscent to the Georgie scene yes. uh, in the rain, where we follow this little girl who's following the firefly underneath the bleachers. Yeah. Before Pennywise lures her in with the promise of blowing away her, her birthmark, her, yeah. her defect. And, of course, the little girl's immediately like, I'm not your friend, I'm scared of you, you're creepy and weird. <laughs> yeah. But the prospect of... You know, having this this mark removed of her face would, you know, you saw her reaction to the possibility of it. And, of course, it is nasty. The way that he's like, we're going to count to three. But during the countdown, he he doesn't count the last number. And he's just drooling in anticipation yes. of killing this girl. And, yeah, he morphs very quickly, bites down on her, and the camera retreats back away. It's like, that was great. Like, yeah. For a great horror segment. And it is... A highlight for me, this film, is all of these great horror segments throughout the film. But I'd also say that there are so many moments like this where they just feel like short stories, short pieces. Yeah, yeah. Like like the, the gay couple at the beginning that gets killed that kind of sets things up. But, like, there's no payoff later. Like, like the Georgie scene at the beginning, 
you know, it, it's Bill's impetus throughout the whole film to find out who killed his younger brother. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we have these kills at the beginning and we have these kills throughout the film and we're just like, there's no real direct tangible link to our characters. Whoa. So it feels a little bit disjointed where it was a bit of a mess. You're supposed to say three. I can kind of see it from that point of view as well, but at the same time, I, I actually did enjoy the less the less amount of Pennywise we had in this movie in comparison to part one, where it, it does just feel like he's in everything. He's in every shot. He's in the background and that. With, with this one, it was like, no, no, no. We, we want to keep the focus on the adults coming back and them obviously building up the strength to face Pennywise. You know, we get, like I said, we get the kill at the beginning. We get that little girl, uh, br brutal death, which Jesus Christ, I mean... Kill a kid off, right? For example, you know, and then obviously we've got that other situation later on with James McAvoy and the skateboard kid. Yeah, but I thought it worked as well that you know the focus was on the Losers Club coming back. Yeah, you know, yeah. doing their thing, and you know, being a fan of the TV miniseries, there were like certain points I did want to see. There were certain things I did want to hear. You know, and and like the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> It's just an iconic sequence. So I was like, oh, well, how are they going to do that? And then as I started to see all the people turn up at this Chinese restaurant, I was like, oh, fuck. It's happening quick, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, the CGI in this sequence is looking pretty rough. Mm, Honestly, yeah. I, there's a lot of a lot of CGI in this film. Yes. Uh, and one, it yeah. is very, very distracting, or it was for me. I liked the creatures and the concepts and the ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with all the characters freaking out as much as they were, it kind of had a comedic effect on me where yeah. I was just kind of like, what, what is going on? <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, but yeah, I didn't find it scary. I was more confused, you know, really. Yeah, um, like the singing heads in the fucking aquariums. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, I don't... I didn't. I didn't feel the fear for for these characters that they were supposed to have. I guess I'm kind of banking on their fear of what happened like 27 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Catching up with them to sell these characters on this fear, but yeah, and and they, and this scene as well is broken up with comedy beats because Mike starts hammering at the table with a chair. <laughs> and, well, he's and, trying to kill the ship, but nobody right. else can see it. So and, you got to remember and, yourself. The waitress comes in, but she's like. She's like, is there a problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's complete mess. He's like, I'm sure. Like, uh, you know, as restrained as she is, she'd be a little bit more. Um... But but it's dairy. That's the uh, thing, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Is you got to remember right. it's dairy. On that, on that note, uh, uh, yeah. You know, she, she, she's probably seen this like a hundred times. Like people just smash. Is it like when the little kid comes up and says something to Bill Hader? Yeah. And he just gets really angry at the kid. And I'm just like. Okay, so we've established the kid's real. Where's his parents? And the parents just come up and they just walk him away. Where, like like you said, in real life, the dad would have punched fucking Richie in the face. But they just kind of ignore it. And I I, I, I got to admit, like, I suppose if, if I had one issue with the movie, it's the, hey, we'll all group up. Stanley's not made it. We're all going to leave now. Oh, we're going to group up again. We're all going to get ready to leave. And we're going to... You know, I, I like that Richie is the one who's just like, hey, if you told me over the phone that we were going to come back here to kill a clown that we failed to kill 27 years ago, I wouldn't have brought my ass back to Derry. So I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of them are like, you know what? Fuck, he's right. Let's he's go. Yeah, let's go. And uh, and it's only Bill who, who really hangs around, catches up with Mike. Mike takes him back and drugs him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> it's like, we're going to go on an acid trip, man. It's going to be great. We're going to show you the origins of it. Pennywise the clown. You're going to love it. I have a question. Well. Okay, so, from what we see in the vision, is that it, Pennywise, whatever you want to call it, came from space. Yes. Right? And smashed into the ground. Yeah. And he takes on the form of a clown. And Eventually, not straight away. Not straight away, but it does take on the form of a clown. Interestingly, in the the flashback visions here, and also I think later on in the film, like right towards the end, yeah, uh, we see a flying bird, uh, which yeah. was one of the things that Mike saw in the book. We also, I think, see the spider form from the miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, all of those creatures and monstrous forms is what it would have taken on. Yeah. throughout the centuries. But he's come from space. Yeah, takes on the form of a clown. Eventually. And kills. Yes. So he's a killer clown from outer space. Mm, well, 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Rich, you don't remember lying from your own show? Don't write my own material. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. And this this ritual of Chewed or Chud, Chud or yeah. you know, like this is from the book. Yes, this it is. is this is like a big Dark Tower kind of Stephen King. Absolutely. Well, there's, there's reference to the Dark Tower on the 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 device, the trap as well. There's oh, like right. the star. Well, I mean, it looks like the meteor that's crashing in. But yeah, there's yeah. Also the, the the star with the the longest one being the Dark Tower. Right, um, right. So yeah, I was like, yeah, there's, there's Dark Tower references, and of course the turtle yes. appears again uh, in in the school when Ben goes back yeah, there yeah. to go and find his token. So for the ritual of Chud. Now, yeah, of course, the ritual of Chud or Chud is in the book, yeah. but the going off and getting tokens is not. Right. Um, but I like the way the film kind of like you have to go and find your memory piece, your your thing that's going to empower you yes. to not be afraid anymore. So makes it a visual, physical token for the ritual. It's like, yeah, you know what? For the film, it works. And I think for me as well, that middle part is what really strengthened the movie for me you know making the connection from part one to part two is that you know they they sit there in the little hideout don't they the, the little den that they they'd made and which wasn't in the first film which wasn't in the first film but they they discuss about how like they need to get up the memories from that summer because uh, i think it's uh, uh richie who says oh we were all together and bill was just like no we weren't together for a short period because they did break up and so it was like a nice insertion of what we've seen in the first movie of them breaking up and then getting back together it's now you know uh elongated in this movie where it's just like right we'll go watch you know richie go off and try to play street fire with a friend and then all of a sudden people are telling him that he's gay you know and, and it turns out that he he is homosexual but he didn't know at that point, you know, he didn't know when he was younger. So as a, as a child, it was it was traumatizing. And Finn Wolfhard played that part really well. You know, like the, the, the shower cap sequence with Stanley as well in the hideout. I thought that was great. You know, why are we putting this on to hide spiders? And he turns and he sees the whole crew there. You know, um, Beverly. Oh, my fucking God. Mrs. Kirsch. Oh wow, yeah. Um, it was a scene. It was one of the ones I was really anticipating because yeah. her returning to her old home in the miniseries was great. Like yes. the actor, the actress playing the part, wonderful. And I think they did that really well here. The they whole did. pressing the doorbell and realizing it says uh, Kirsch instead of Marsh. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it's Bill Skarsgård's voice who answers the door uh -huh. before it transitions to the old lady. Yeah. Uh, all the way to her just. You know, peeking the around weird, the corner. The little dance that she does. Just, <laughs> just scuffling off to the side naked. Um, the record playing, the way that they're sat there and drinking the tea. And we see the picture of um, uh, of uh, uh, some another character that um, that Pennywise or the entity would uh, would inhabit for yeah. a while. It's like Bill Gray. They that's it, Bill. That that's it. Yes, that's it. I mean, her full-on change into that weird... Witch it's thing. the witch from Hansel and Gretel, which uh, is um, Beverly's fear from the book. Ah, um, right. So it, it makes sense there, but yeah, yeah the CGI ness is horrendous. I felt it was it was way too fast and animated and brightly and lit, kind of cartoonish. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but then, like we said in part one, there's just no way that you could have probably have done it with practical effects. You know, we'd had as much build up with the old lady and practical effects we could that now we've got to really scare you with this horrible monster and we're, you're going to believe a, a person in a rubber suit? I don't think so. I, I, I think if they'd lit it correctly, you would have got away with it. The fact that this has some broad lighting on it, the fact that everything's there, like everything, you're going to see everything yeah. when this creature comes running <laughs> at the camera. Yes. And, and it's disgusting, which of course is the effect, but it, it just didn't feel like it was natural. Yeah, now, I can, you I can felt. also say that, of course, none of it's real. It's all in your head. Yeah, it's yeah. Hours, but I'm just like, it just disconnected me. Uh, and it's an unfortunate because I yeah. like the scene. But then then again, like I said, with, with me, I was watching it. I knew the sequence was coming. I knew she was going to turn into a horrible witch and she's actually Pennywise. Maybe I would have preferred Bill Skarsgård standing at the door waving like, um, like Tim Curry had done in, in the miniseries. But at, at the same time, you know, in comparison, like when Ben goes back to the school, you know, and he's walking around and he's, you know, he, he gets woken up in his class and everybody's whacking him on the head. And then Beverly comes into the room and I was sat there. I was just like, 
I can't be Beverly. Well, we know, had the Pennywise silhouette from the projector. Yes, so it's just yes, like, well, <laughs> we know. But of course, it's it's there to em- emotionally torment young Ben. Yeah, of course, crushing hard on Bev. Yeah, uh, as she breaks his heart as he's going in for the kiss, and she's just like, well, "We're just friends." <laughs> yeah, I've never uh, and then of you. course, uh, you know, uh, January ember fires and sh- engulfs in flames and <laughs> ah, chases him through the school. <laughs> such <laughs> an amazing shot. <laughs> yes, yeah, really effective. <laughs> I like when he gets into the locker and then you just see Pennywise go, kiss me, fat boy. Yes. He's like, run! <laughs> so glad they got that line in there. I did read somewhere that they were hoping to get um, Guillermo del Toro to yeah, play he was the janitor gonna... That's that, right. that Ben bumps into, but he was un- unavailable. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we've got Eddie... Um, he's gone to he's gone back to the pharmacist and so we see the old man pharmacist behind the fucking counter who is just touching his face and wanting to pop it and he's licking his finger God knows what he's doing behind the counter I thought he was masturbating oh, when and when Eddie first turned up I fucking hope he wasn't director's cameo in the background in the scene as well yeah and he goes into the basement. Well, he has the memory of him going into the basement. Now, is this sequence in the book? I was trying to remember. It's not in the miniseries, mm, is it? Don't recall this bit now. Where he goes down to the basement and he finds his mum who's been tied to a bed. And the horrible leper man um, has been chained up. And then he comes flying along and tries to French kiss the mum. Yeah. Which was pretty fucking gross. But it wasn't... It was made even more gross by... You know, old man Eddie being in the basement and him being confronted by the leper again. And they have a fight. And as he's strangling the leper, he's getting the upper hand. He's feeling really good. And then it just spits all that gunk into his face. And the music (laughs) fucking changed. Yeah. Now, <laughs> why? What exactly? This is so bizarre. Now, I mentioned in the first film when they did that weird, you know, audio oh, the bit with, kids, the, with yeah. the new kids on the block, and then this film just comes in with that music number for like four seconds. Yeah. He's being vomited on, and then he's rushing out again. I was like, this is bad, like really, really bad, because. It felt like it was meant to be a horrific, scary moment. They probably sat there and watched it without the music and getting vomited on and him screaming. Or yeah. Actually, he's not screaming because his mouth's closed. Yeah. And then he screams afterwards. And I was like, I guess the editors just didn't know what to do with this. I guess they didn't feel like it had an impact. So instead of it being scary, they let's made, make made it funny. funny. Which I'm like, It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but I'm like, but that's the problem I have with this film is like, it, it wants to be scary and it wants to be funny, but it doesn't want to be a horror comedy, you know? And so some of the horror stuff is too broadly lit. So yeah. I'm like, it feels like a children's horror movie. Yeah. But then you get the bits where Pennywise is in the shadows, luring kids in being creepy. And I'm like, that's horror. Yeah. And then I get moments like this where I'm like, that's comedy. I'm like, Evil Dead does it well. Characters in Evil Dead get vomited on and blood gushes on yeah, their face all the time. That, yeah. But it, you know, but it, it, it's funny, but it plays it straight. Yeah. This film just doesn't know quite what it wants to be at times. And again, another disconnect for me here. So I'm yeah, like, that whole sequence is just immediately yanks me flying out of the film because it's so. It doesn't fit. Maybe at the same time, I just had so much love for Eddie at this point that when it happened to him, I was just like, all right, I, I, I get the joke. You know, he's, he's, he's afraid of, you know, gore and gushing and cancer and whatnot. So now we just got to have it in the face and breaking up the levity just a little bit during a three hour movie. I mean, you know, you got Richie doing this. You got Bill Hader, who's literally the star of this film. Like it's supposed to be Bill's story, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's literally Richie's movie. Richie. He has more screen time. He has he does a great Finn Wolfhard impression, playing the Richie character. He does, yeah. Um, and his sequences stand out. Maybe it's because he's the loudest, the most vulgar. Yeah. But... That, that, well, at the same time, like you said, with CGI, that whole 
um, sequence where he's in the main park, mm-hmm. I could see how people might have the a little Bunyan problem. statue. Yeah, you know the you know at first Finn gets attacked by by the lumberjack man. Yeah, um, and then it disappears. But then it cuts to Bill Hader being in the park, and all the people are dancing behind him. And Pennywise turns up with his massive load of balloons, and that's when he obviously reveals, "I know your secret, your dirty little <laughs> secret." And I was just like, "Okay, I, I." I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to instill the fear in him. But at the same time, like you said with the, in the first one, you're just letting him go. Why? <laughs> Come back and play. Come back and play with the clown. You know, you've get already... Get scared so he can kill them because they taste better when they're more afraid. Yep. But at the same time, he... I think Pennywise also knows he has to keep them afraid because otherwise he's going to lose. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point as well. I mean, we, we'd already had the Stanley death at the beginning. And, you know, I, I knew that was coming. But at the same time, it had a little bit of a different impact in this one. Where in, in the first movie, it felt like Stanley was absolutely fucking terrified to go back. And he didn't want to go back. Where in this one, it felt like he knew something and it does and for that that does pay off later on in the movie you know so that when they they've all come to terms was that stanley's not going to be there they're obviously rushing around now thinking how are we going to defeat this thing fucking like i said bill james mcavoy walking in the store and finding his old bike and talking to stephen king i felt justified I i really did because for years you know stephen king taking a lot of flack that you know he's great novelist has really shitty endings sometimes they don't adapt well to to movies you know i still fucking i will die on the fucking hill that maximum overdrive is one of the greatest fucking movies of all time and to see stephen king in his own movie you know talking to james mcavoy complaining about the end you want me to sign that book now nah, it's all right <laughs> it's just like oh king <laughs> oh kick him while he's down and then you get the comedy moment with him trying to ride his bike that was yeah cool. now yeah going back to that that stephen king scene there was uh another weird edit in here where it cuts to various objects in the store right and we hear the weird sound effect from each creature or item yeah yeah and it was just rapid cuts before it cut back again i was like what was that Banjo, Beaver, <laughs> fucking bike. If you want to use that kind of language, take it out in the street. Like, what? What in the hell was that? Like, it was the film just trying to like, oh, we're, we are, we're artsy and we're we're different and we're yeah. we're making, we're keeping you focused because this is just a scene of two people talking. Did, so it's like let's have some weird fancy edits and sounds. It's just like. Well, did the guy who did the camera work for the first one return for this one? I don't know, actually. I didn't check. That's one thing I didn't check. Because, let's see, I, I did feel... I feel like the cinematography is much better in the first in film... The first one. ...compared to this one. Because this one, like, the shots are well put together. It's well framed. Like I said, it, the lighting was terrible for me in this one. Yeah. And also this film, it feels bathed in that ring filter that that murky green filter yeah. is on all the su- you know the submerged scenes granted they're in the sewers so the green lighting and everywhere but it it was so just so distracting again i'm saying it's so green yeah everything is too green uh maybe it, it didn't need to be but yeah not as good vis- vis- visually in terms of the cinematography but still yeah but the other thing i wanted to bring up was uh with the, the stephen king scene was uh two Easter eggs in that scene. All right, yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a license plate above above the storekeeper, above King, which is CQB one two four, which is the Christine license plate. I was going to say, yeah, that, that, yeah. He, he also sells the bike for three hundred dollars, which is the first price he asks Arnie Cunningham for Christine in in, oh, in the story nice, too. So I was nice. like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, but when he gets on his bike, he, he's riding down the road and he sees his house. And this is where we see the skateboard kid again that we saw from the restaurant. And he he kind of has an interaction with the kid after he's because he stops by the storm drain, doesn't he? Where where um, his brother had died. And he starts to believe that Georgie is still down there alive, which is like, dude, seriously, it's been fucking 27 years. Okay. <laughs> There's no way. But the arm sequence was really quite cool. You know, Pennywise trying to pull him down to the drain. All of the hundreds of hands. Hundreds all of just hands. Forming 
Yeah, that was a great little effect. And um, and he confronts the little boy. And I th- I thought the little boy did really well saying like, you know, oh, uh, I hear voices. Where do you hear them? I hear them in the bathtub. Sometimes they're children. Sometimes they're a clown. And James McAvoy's just like, no, get out of town. Go home. Get your parents. Run. Get out of here. I'm like, bruh, calm down. Like, <laughs> like if my kid came in the house like, dad, we've got to move. I'm not going to go like, okay, son. <laughs> right. You know? exactly. The bathtub's talking to me, dad. <laughs> I've got to go to the fair now. Now, I had seen the fair sequence on youtube so sure. i kind of knew where that kid was going oh. um but i i did like the way that like they they'd all come back to the the little motel where they were staying at and they're grouping up together for their stuff and at, at this point um teach grant who plays henry bowers the older version has escaped from the mental ward and that was really great because we you know we'd seen him in the first one fall down the well and so then in this one, he comes washing out the drain with all of the bodies, which I'm assuming must have been after Pennywise had been defeated. You yeah. know, the power had been let go. And so then he goes home and he's immediately arrested by the uh, the Derry Police Department for killing his dad. So then when we see him in the mental institution, like I've said, not to harken back too much to the miniseries, but the miniseries really did it quite well where he, you know, he comes across, you know, Pennywise in the moon, yes. you know, and then... Well, there's a, a reference to that in in this version because when when he's looking underneath the bed, yeah, uh, you, there's a wall above Henry's bed filled with um, drawings of the moon with Pennywise's face in them. Ah, so nice. it's just like so he's obviously still talking to him through the moon. Yeah, we're just not seeing it, but we're seeing. The, a reminder of well, it. Well, we see the balloon, don't we? And Henry's just like, yes, now is the time. He's he's absolutely insane. And Patrick Hosleder uh, comes back with his knife, of course, looking, looking like a deadite. Like, yeah. like, I think we could talk about the graphics and the visuals and the CGI are being bad. But when I saw that zombie, especially when he's driving the car, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's just so cool. And so then when we've got the group back at the motel and they've got all of their tokens, this is when Henry first turns up. And I was really worried for Eddie at this point, like, oh my God, they're going to kill him off. But he gets stabbed in the mouth and you can hear him talk and his teeth getting up for the metal. Like, why did you do that for? And then he gets his revenge by stabbing Henry back. Like, he misses a major artery and uh, organ through the curtain. I'm still confused because we see Henry walk out into the car park and pull the knife out and he's like, nah. I'm like, is he, you know. I, I kind of assumed it must have been like a shoulder part that he just. I, I think it's the the spell of Pennywise uh, because, I mean, like in the book, Pennywise, well, I mean, he, he's a liar as well. So maybe he has gifted him some kind of power. Yeah. But... Um, but Henry, bit weird. Henry manages to escape and so the group obviously realised that he's gone and Mike has returned back to the library to get all of his stuff together and this is when Henry uh, attacks Mike as well and I like in the TV miniseries Mike is seriously wounded and so if they're, they're one down went before they go down into the pit where in this one they have this little fight and then fucking Bill Hader comes along with that fucking hatchet. I liked how James McAvoy looked at it earlier on in the sequence yeah. and I was like, man, I really hope they use that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's Henry Bowers out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill, um, he's told everybody like, look, I don't want you to get hurt anymore. I don't want any of you to die. So I'm going to go face this clown on my own. And we know we can't do it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's right after the funfair part. Yeah. The, the, the Hall of Mirrors. Where he, I mean, I thought it was a great sequence. A great though. sequence. Pennywise just appearing in the shadows and coming back again. Uh, the way he starts headbutting the glass repeatedly, yes. I was like, it's a bit silly. You but... see his face flattening now. Yes, Every time yeah. he hits, just making so, his face flat. Uh, but then, yeah, killing that kid right in front of him. Now, part of me is also like, I don't know if whoever. Part of me is like, maybe that kid and the whole family was just uh, there just to so that Pennywise could do this kill and enact this moment just to toy with Bill. Yeah, but at the yeah. Same time, I'm like, well, maybe it did actually happen, but it's enough anyway to send Bill right to that old house. But of course, the rest of the losers turn up at the same time. Yeah, and, and they're ready to go in there. But obviously, Eddie is Eddie's quite terrified, you know, and they're, they're all worried about what they're going to uh, come across. And I was really happy as well, because in the TV miniseries, you get the the Stanley head in the fridge sequence. Yes. Which is just so fun to watch. Um, And then in this one, they do it again, but they use the younger actor 
for for Stanley and and you just watch the head roll out and on the floor and he's he's talking about how upset he is you know and like how it hurts and you're feeling really bad for him and then you start watching the spider legs start to pop out the side of the head now immediately immediately I just immediately thought of the thing oh (laughs) and then Bill Hader just drops the fucking immortal lines you gotta be fucking kidding me and I fucking cheered I was just like yes that's the best fucking thing reference I've fucking ever heard (laughs) you gotta be fucking kidding me. yeah it's really great i think the effect here works really well the the spider legs with almost the hands as well yes the as tiny legs. Hands. Uh, so the way it moves around and of course um the spider thing jumps on richie who of course was the one who didn't want to put the shower curtain on yeah. for spiders getting in his hair <laughs> oh, yes, so yeah. i was just like oh it's a little payoff there it's great but eddie is absolutely terrified and, and and bill's trying to get him to help him take on the spider and then all of a sudden fucking ben comes out with a knife and stabs it a few just times. Fucking stabbing. <laughs> but it still doesn't kill it, does it? Because it no, kind of it slips away. Up, yeah. But then I was like, but was it really there? No, was it even there? Yeah. And they're just they're just getting prepped for this this final battle, which like I like I said, I was really surprised with the length and the pacing because it just seemed to keep going and keep going until it got to this point where they get into the house and then they're going down into the pit. But then once they get down into the sewers they, they come across Pennywise's old lair and he's gone. Right. You know, everything's gone. And I was just like, okay, how where are we going with this? Because, you know, there's still at least 15 minutes of the movie to go. And, you know, you're, you're getting ready for the final battle. But the old witch turns up. She tries to attack Beverly, you know, and, and the, the, all the boys have to go and rescue her and pull her up. And then, they like, the, that sewer lid, was that part of the fucking clown... Um, carriage that we'd seen. I think so that's... in the other image. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, like you said, Pennywise must have had the power to to get Bob Gray at some point or take on his form yeah. or something. Because we had that great bit with Bev in the house, where you know Bob Gray or Pennywise, whoever it is, you know Bill Skarsgård at least is painting his face. That's right. And then ripping his eyes and making the light. I thought that shot that was, was absolutely great. great. Yeah, it was also just great to see Bill out of the Pennywise makeup for yeah. just a moment. Uh, that was horrifying. That yeah. was really great. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, they get Bev back and they open up the thing and they realize the great big hole going deep underground. Yeah. Uh, so they start have to make their way down there uh, and then they start performing the the ritual of chud or chud and they start putting in their 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 tokens that room i did love the cavern yeah you know just the idea that whatever it it crashed crashed here fucking crashed it was a complete alien and this was its base of operations and like eddie's just like this has been under the town the whole fucking time you know and and yeah like you said they're getting this ritual prepared but what mike has failed to mention and what we had kind of noticed a little bit was this vase thing has four sides but one of them has been scratched out really completely scratched out and so they throw all their tokens into the into the uh vase and they set on fire and it's just a little joke after joke like that's not gonna burn that metal's <laughs> not gonna burn i'm putting this stone in there well, definitely not gonna burn that's definitely not gonna burn <laughs> But yeah, then we watch the deadlights come down and they're going into the into the thing and they're all chanting and uh, they put the lid on. But then they're like, was that it? Is it over? Was that easy? Well, oh. and then the big red balloon big starts red to balloon, burst out yeah. and they're like, oh, keep chanting, keep chanting. And yeah, the balloon gets massive and it bursts and it sends a sound wave through the room that yeah. reverberates, knocking them all over and they're deafened by it. And they're like, well, how did it fail? And Pennywise turns up to start taunting Mike. Like, yes. you knew that it would fail. You were the weak link here. Because he then f- causes a flashback for them all where we see the Native Americans in some form or other getting absolutely obliterated as yeah. they were trying to perform the ritual. And we are told that they didn't actually believe they could kill it. Yes. So they were still th- so they didn't scared. Believe. So, they, they were, well, so the fact that they didn't believe it, it was like how Bill managed to shoot Pennywise with the cow gun yeah because he really believed it he really so if they all really believed the ritual would work they would actually kill it but yeah. i guess maybe it was mike's fault then because he was the one who knew that but so he he had doubt well yeah and he had and so he has to confess like yeah i thought it would but because if you all believed 
but it didn't. But then as with the way the story had gone through the movie, he, there's no way he could have turned them, turned to them and said, oh yeah, by the way, there's a high chance that this could fail if we don't believe. Because half of them didn't believe anyway. They, yeah. Half of them were trying to avoid it. Half of them were terrified throughout the movie. So yeah, by this point, I was like, oh no, the group's going to fracture. And I, I, you know, like I said, talking about the graphics and CGI, it all builds up to this point of seeing Pennywise come out in that huge spider form. Yeah. You know, which... <laughs> well, it's like the you know the story goes like the book goes like you know into like <laughs> like the cosmos, like cosmic horror. Yeah, where yeah. They, you know, like Maturin, the turtle ends up like helping them defeat the the evil that is it. And yeah, there's all this weird stuff, and then the miniseries ends with the spider. And it's just like, what's iconic about Stephen King's it? Yeah, Pennywise. So yeah. let's make Pennywise. The, the spider, spider. <laughs> which I which I thought was pretty cool, you know, because it's just a huge now massive huge boss battle. I couldn't help this whole time looking at this going. I've seen this before in Beetlejuice, <laughs> you know. It literally felt like uh, like a, a stepbrother of Beetlejuice, Tim yeah. Burton. But it, but it, it for me it was great because he starts to just try. He, he separates them all, doesn't he? You know, yeah. we get uh, we get Bill, uh, we get Ben. Sorry, uh, Ben and Bev. They get completely separated. Um, a Bev stuck in a, a, a toilet stall, like in the, at the beginning of the first movie, and it starts to fill up with be- uh, blood. And Ben gets stuck in his hideout, and that starts to suffocate him. You know. Bill, he's stuck in the basement of his house in the water like we'd seen in the first movie. And he's hearing Georgie and Bill talk, but they kind of hate each other. You know, Bill... They blame each other, they yeah. Blame, they blame each other and Bill's telling Georgie, like, I didn't want to play with you because I, I just wanted a day to myself, so you died for those reasons. You know, Eddie and, and Richie, they get chased by that weird mouth kind of fucking thing. And they come across the three doors again, you know, which is a great fucking callback sequence. So let's do the not scary at all. And it's just a closet. The <laughs> fucking puppy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When he said, oh, well, I hope that the, the, the creature is actually this Pomerism puppy or whatever. I just, I just kind of laughed it off. And then when they opened the door and they saw it, I was like, kick it in the face. <laughs> fucking kick it. Of course, it turns into a giant zombie CGI monster. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! But it's yeah, it's just building up to the 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 great finale, and you get, you know, uh, uh, Ben and Bev, uh, they they kind of reconcile. You know, she realizes that actually he's the one who wrote the note. Yeah, he's the one that's always kind of loved her. He will always love her and will die for her. So, you know, I did love that sequence. She kicks like because she had all those different people attacking the door, didn't she? That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, doing a shining impression at yeah. one point. Uh, <laughs> There was a there was a shining nod earlier where the water's rushing through the corridor and it reminds you of the blood oh, from the yeah, elevator. Yeah. And um she kicks open the door and it kind of the camera tilts and she reaches her hands down, she pulls uh Ben out of the, the muddy pit. She pulls him out of a horrible CGI effect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I said, I had half, I had a horrible time. Tr- Remind myself he's not Doctor Strange. Right. Throughout the whole movie, that poor actor, Jay Ryan, I just kept looking at him going, oh, you're Benedict Cumberbatch. No, no, you're not. You're not <laughs> fucking Doctor Strange, you know? Um, you know, and, and you've you've had uh, Bill confront himself as well, that he's not afraid of him, and, he, you know, his reasons for not um, going with Georgie weren't true. And I I did feel really bad, because you, you had Richie run out, and confront Pennywise, you know, trying to distract them from, uh, trying to distract the clown from everybody else. And he immediately gets hit by the deadlights, which I thought was just great transition. Yeah, great. Because he's given, given it everything and then just boom, boom taken you know? out. Yeah, it was great. And uh, then uh, Eddie has his moment where he's he's got the the the, the fence post that, that Bev gave him and told him, this kills monsters. Yeah. And he just throws it right yeah. into his face. And of course, Pennywise spiders choking on it yeah. uh, as he as he drop drops Richie uh, and he's he's going to say I killed it again I killed it yeah. again and he gets impaled right through the back by oh, one man. of the, the legs and thrown 
down down the side. Now in the uh, in the book, Eddie gets his arm chewed off or bitten off, yeah. uh, and then dies from blood loss and shock. But I think it's cool that when uh, uh, Richie goes back to start fighting it, he breaks off one of its arms it instead. Does. So I was like, ah, that's cool. I was going to say in the TV miniseries, I can't remember, but he gets his ribs crushed. Doesn't he gets he? crushed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was trying to remember. And so when I saw Eddie get spiked, I, I just I knew he wasn't going to survive because obviously he never does. But it was just. The emotion of everybody else, you know, they're wanting to Mostly rescue Mostly from, um, from, from Bill Hader, really, as, as Richie, who... Well, because he, he secretly always loved them. Yes, yeah. You know, um, and, it, you know, all the hatred that they'd had and all the back talk and comedy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, fucking Eddie even gets that wonderful line at the end before he dies, like, I fucked your mum. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Richie, I gotta tell you something. What? What's up, buddy? Fuck your mother. I was just like, like I said, like, I know it's supposed to be a horror. I know I'm not supposed to be laughing, but the movie just kind of slips it in, just like, yeah, just, just to, just to yeah. kind of raise the levity a little bit because we don't want you all being really massively upset. And and the gang come to the realisation because one of the things the, the Native Americans that had faced um, it had worked out before was that he has to embody the shape that he is he has to respect the laws of the yeah of the body that he's in so yeah um so they realize like the size of it right now is massive and so in order for him to get out into dairy he needs to be a smaller form yeah so hence you know the transformations so like well let's lure him here where he'll be small and not this giant thing that can easily kill us yeah yeah uh but after they they do that they, they kind of fail at that yeah. So, but then they realize, hey, wait a minute, let's just do what we did in the first movie and not be scared anymore. Yeah. And make him feel small. Yeah. By verbally putting him down. Yeah. And calling him a clown, and you know, <laughs> they will Enf- repeat it. Enforcing kind of all of what they were afraid of onto him, so he yes. has to take on these forms. But there's so many, and they're not scared that you just you just watch it. Start to become smaller. The eater of weaker. worlds. I, oh yeah, I love that way. Like, I'm the eater of worlds. Scream at them. They're like, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> Essentially, you yeah. ain't shit. You know, and he just he gets scrumbles and drinks. And it, it kind of made me just funny because, like, he must be what millions of years old. Yeah. You know, and he he. Well, I mean, the, the turtle existed years. before creation. So I'm guessing I think it probably did at some in some form as well. But he could have started off as that tiny ass little fucking clown that we see at the end, mm. you know, and he <laughs> had to take on all these other forms. But then why take on that final form of the clown other than It's just because he likes it. Yeah. It literally is because he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> and they, 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 they get him to just be smaller and he becomes part of the wall, doesn't he? His face starts to melt back and he, he, he actually becomes quite pitiful. Yes. You know, quite like a baby. And he's just like, oh, no, don't hurt me. And they all just gather around him and they just punch their hand through his chest and pull out his heart. And he's like, oh, oh no, I don't, I don't want to die. And I, I did feel kind of slightly sorry, <laughs> slightly sorry for him. Because maybe it's just Skarsgård's performance. Hmm. You know, he has, he's such a great actor. He can emote so well, he, even under all the sort of makeup and effects. You know, and they all gather around and they get the heart and then they just fucking squish it. Yeah. And, and Pennywise just kind of melts and disintegrates. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And then uh, everything starts to, to fall around yeah. around them. Of course, Eddie has his final moment and has also died. Uh, but Richie doesn't want to leave the body, but they've all got to run yeah. as the whole house eventually comes crashing down. Yeah. Where in the in the book, the whole of Derry comes crashing down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they left it with just the house. And then everyone pretty much going back to the, 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 the river and, yeah. and cleansing, themselves cleansing themselves where they first yeah. met the turtle. Yeah, and and that's where like uh, Ben and Bev obviously you know get together and realize they're they're in love. And I I loved those nods in this movie. Like we'd seen it in the Chinese restaurant where Bill and Bev were talking, and you can see kind of Ben in the background, kind of yeah. looking, you know, feeling kind of like jealous, you know, in the flashback sequence from the first movie when Ben had left Bill and Bev alone there. He was wiping away his tears because he actually still loved her, and you know, and 
didn't want her to love uh, yeah. Bill. And so now they're getting together. I was just like, yeah, they're finally together, <laughs> you know, and they're all kind of hugging Richie to be like, look, you know, we know we understand your loss, but you know, Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's fine now. At least yeah. he's gone to heaven or wherever he's got to go. It was a touching moment where he's recarving uh, their names in the on post the bridge, again on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they all start going the separate ways. Like I said, uh, Ben and Bev, they get married or they, like, I read somewhere that they got married, but you just see them on a boat with yeah. a dog, you know, so you realize that they must be happy together. Yeah. You know, um, Bill's gone off and started writing his own book. Yeah. Yeah. We find out if you look at the text, he's actually, that's the, 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 the text from it, from Stephen King's it. Nice. And the closing narration of the film is, I think it's Eddie's internal monologue from one of the chapters from it. Wow. Uh, that, that plays out the end of the film. Yeah, and and Gary let me know as well before we turn on the camera that actually uh, Bill is writing his story in the little office. Yes, from Stand by Me, in the same well. house. It's just like the same house. It's, like, it's so confusing. It's jarring. You're like, wait a minute. I guess maybe uh, Gordy moved out. And <laughs> <laughs> now he's moved in. It's like shared universe, man. Yeah. And Mike rings him. He rings him up, and he's just like, "Look, you know, I'm I'm planning on leaving. You know, why why are our memories not fading? Well, because maybe it's dead properly now. You know, or you've you've actually held on to these strong memories because of the, you know, group mentality. Um, and Mike's planning on just getting out of Derry for the final time. He wants to go traveling because we'd seen him as a young version saying he wanted to go to L.A. Yeah, you know, in California and all that. But obviously, after the it fiasco, he'd stayed there." And this, and he, he says to Bill, like, you know, did you get the letter? What letter? And he's just like, just read it and then call me after. And I did kind of get a little bit emotional with this because, you know, it's not in the miniseries and I've never read the book. It's not in the book. Um, it's not in the book either. Um, but Stanley's death, you know, had an impact where before he'd actually killed himself, he'd written letters to everybody explaining like, look, I knew I was the weakest link. I knew my fear would overtake me and I knew, because we'd also seen the deadlights as well in the yeah. first movie, that if he returned, he would get them all killed. Um, and so his death, in a way, was to strengthen them, to give them a reason. And so by the end of the movie, they're doing like a kind of fucking breakfast club thing <laughs> where like all of the adult actors say like a little part. Yeah. And then all of the young actors say a little part. And that window shot as well. I fucking love that window nice. shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just them all getting off together. And yeah. the movie. Oh, yeah. Tears. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, do you think it is dead? Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. They ripped this fucking heart out. Mm. <laughs> like... Can now, he come back after getting his heart fucking ripped out? Pennywise has appeared several times outside, of course, the It novel in Stephen King's, you know, multiverse of, of books. Right, right. Uh, he appears in Tommy Knockers. Somebody mentioned seeing uh, a clown with a silver outfit and <laughs> yeah, orange hair. He does, yeah. Um, he's mentioned in a couple of other stories. Uh, and so King's been asked, like, is it dead or is it alive? Because you've mentioned him a few times. And Stephen King said, it could very well still be alive, but I will never, ever write another story about Pennywise because he frightens the life out of me and I don't <laughs> yeah. ever want to write more stories with that character because too scary. So I was like, it could very well still be, you know, well, an evil the, as powerful as Pennywise. Is there more than one? True, maybe. You know, and maybe. You know, maybe other, other <laughs> versions of creatures like him think, oh yeah, we'll be a clown on Earth <laughs> for five minutes because it's fun. Well, Ian, what were your favourite scenes from It, Chapter 2? I I absolutely love the movie, so uh, pretty much all of the film for me um, is a favourite sequence, but there were two major sequences that stood out. One of them was the Stephen King sequence in the shop with Bill. Like I said, I just felt it was just absolutely justified, you know, where... Of the amount of adaptations and stories and novels uh, and all the work that Stephen King has done through media through my fucking 40 years of being alive. Um, seeing him on screen, not coked up, was like, you know, I mean, I think the last time I actually probably saw him was when he got told he was an asshole by a fucking cash machine, <laughs> you know, but now he's, he's, he's in his own, he's in his own film adapted from his own book playing a character that never really existed but it's it's great because as a fan you're like oh my god it's him 
holy it's shit. It's the creator. It's the creator. <laughs> um, and my other favorite sequence was Bill Hader's, you know, you got to be fucking kidding me sequence with the spider fucking head thing. Like, I, if they hadn't done it, I think a lot of people would have been like, oh man, that was a ripoff of the thing. But sticking it in there made you go, yeah. Yeah, we know it is. They're, they're fans <laughs> of the thing. Yeah. You know, I was just, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Sure. Now, I got like favorite scenes and I've also got like, great visual moments yeah, uh, yeah. from the film so so the uh, the balloons under the bridge when the sea of, of red balloons yeah. absolutely absolutely brilliant visual henry being ejected out of the uh, the sewer system with yeah. the water gushing through the camera pan of all the bodies the almost upside down shot of him coming awake again yeah yeah thought that was visibly visually very very good uh, the the flashback to the ritual of Ch- of Chud yeah yeah uh, I thought was great of course the the different Pennywise creature manifestations yeah yeah uh, all of that like the whole LSD kind of vision piece I yeah. thought I thought was re- really interesting to to look at uh, Pennywise in the Hall of Mirrors in the Funhouse yeah of course you've got the swinging like nineties miniseries uh, Pennywise's <laughs> yeah. and then of course yeah Pennywise in the, in there was great and the, the whole luring Bill in there and then killing the kid. Yeah, great, great horror moment. Uh, I really like the image of Bev saving Ben, like her covered in blood, reaching into the to the, yeah. the sand uh, or the mud and, and pulling him out before they almost have their first kiss. Yeah, it's like that was a great visual moment. Uh, I really like the the visual of the hands grabbing Bill as he's reaching into the the sewer. Yeah, uh, the way that it all moved up his arm really quickly. Obviously, it's I know it's CGI and it stands out, but the the movement and the idea, the mm. concept, I thought was neat and yeah. looked pretty pretty creepy. Uh, I also really liked uh, the image of Pennywise floating down from the from the giant statue yeah, yeah. Uh, with all of the balloons, the way he's kicking his legs and the way he's tormenting him. It's like that. That's great. And of course, it's like it's rare to see Pennywise just walking or moving because mm. uh, he's mostly either dancing or he's static. So actually, having him move around the way he's like tormenting him, like come back and play with the clown <laughs> yeah. as no, his face is slowly melting. Yeah. Uh, Bev on fire in the school scene as she's chasing him through. I thought, yeah, another great visual moment. Another really great vis- visual that I like is a transition where it cuts to the wide shot of the house beneath. And you've got the stars in the sky and then the uh, camera pans up to the, and to the stars the puzzle. and they become the puzzle yeah. pieces um, that Stanley's putting together, which is also of Bird, uh, which of course call back to the book where you know he uses he recites birds to defeat it or to stop himself from being afraid. So yeah. it's like that was just a very beautiful transition, seamless. Yeah. So yeah, another great visual moment. Uh, favorite scenes now: the the birthmark girl being killed. Uh, I said it was very reminiscent of the opening of the first harsh, film. Yeah. So yeah, it was harsh, brutal, scary, uh, really impactful. I guess I have to list the restaurant scene. You know, it's it's great because it's the first time we have all the adult versions back together, interacting, catching up. You know, it's a great moment where he's at the entrance and he asks Bev, there's a password. And that's very similar to their very first meeting in the yeah. first chapter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, great, great. Even though I like the the baby stuff, all the, I mean, I was trying to think, I was like, why are all these creatures like babies? And I was like, well, none of them have had kids. Maybe because of their past trauma. Mm. Maybe it, it's trying to, bring some of that forward like there's a lot of subtext because the film doesn't really go into the trauma very much even though it's kind of what it's about but it's also the film's just like you're here for the cat clown and and scary moments yeah the deep kind of stuff is just gonna be mentioned and not really gone into the marsh house or the kirsch house uh with the old lady great they really did that well right up until the the cgi monster (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, you mentioned it as well earlier, um, uh, all of uh, Bill Denborough's bad endings. Uh, so the scene with Stephen King in there, yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, definitely a favorite scene. Also, Stanley Spiderhead. You gotta be fucking kidding. Absolutely brilliant. The way that the effect works, the, watching the things come out of his eyes, yeah. uh, it was great. And of course, watching his, the weird hands of his legs get put down, I was like, this is great. The design work here is great. Like, uh, yeah, really, really impressed with that one. Uh, so yeah, lots of memorable moments and scenes and visuals uh, really uh, helped fill out that three hours. Yeah, Ian, I think we know the answer to this, but how much do you recommend it? Chapter I two? totally recommend this one, but I, I, you know, I think maybe I was just really, really lucky because I, I'd held out. 
you know, I hadn't rushed to go see it. So my anticipation or, you know, my expectations weren't too high. I already knew where the story went. I just needed to see it. And so, you know, hitting this one so quickly after the first one, it was so, it was still fresh, you know, and I, and I sat down and I, I thought, oh my God, it's too long. But somehow the pacing just zipped right by maybe it was the acting the writing the editing just things together like gary said yeah there's some some poor cgi effects but i've seen worse and so they and they're not really on screen for that long that you can sit there and start picking them apart they're there just enough to scare you keep you going move you off you know get you into the next bunch of sequences i loved bill Hader as richie you know, I, I love the guy uh, playing Eddie. I thought those were probably my two favourite standout characters. Next to Bev and Ben and their relationship. You know, Bill and Mike. Mike got a bit more of his historical role of all the notes in history to be able to play that he didn't get in the first one. And then it just ultimately just builds up to that final battle in the meteorite crater sequence which yeah problematic or not but that's where we're going you know that's what we're heading towards i could easily just go out and buy these both now on dvd i even felt and you know i was going on a limb i even felt that i could even just sit my son down and go hey let's watch it you know and just instead of watching the film watching his reactions to his first time as i had watched it for the first time when i'd been really young but at the same time that fucking clown <laughs> the fucking clown yeah i like i mean well, i think i said this in the miniseries review as well that i feel like it is a gateway horror movie for not children, yeah. but for young adults, you know, going into teenage years. Uh, I mean, I, it, it's it's not uber violent and it's mm. not, you know, it, it, it's almost tame. Like I said, it almost does, it, it hinges between both. I don't know if the film knew what it really wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is such a popular, it's, such, it's iconic. I think kids are going to find a way uh, yeah. to see these movies and I don't think they'll be too troubled uh, by it. They might have a few nightmares. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill Skarsgård also uh, said he had lots of recurring nightmares making it and uh, he was a little bit nervous about doing the second one but, of course, relished the opportunity uh, to come back and, and play the part and has also said he's more than happy to come and play the part for the Welcome to Derry show that's going ahead right now. i got to admit, after watching it part two... It was like late and I went to bed and I think I had a nightmare because I woke up around about four o'clock and I was just like, I shouldn't have watched that before bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally do recommend It Chapter 2 for fans of horror, of Stephen King, the miniseries and of part one. Uh, as this chapter is a well-made homage to all those other parts. Yeah. On its own, part two is well-made. Great production value, great casting, brilliant sets, good music, lots of memorable moments, awesome horror imagery, and a great pace for a near three-hour film. There really is a lot here to enjoy. Bill Skarsgård is brilliant as Pennywise, really made it his own. It's a real highlight of the film, and of course, in altering the source material so as to feature Pennywise much more to capitalise on how iconic the character is. My biggest complaint for part two would be the lack of depth in the characters, in the emotional investment I have with them as adults, it felt slightly flat. So the subtle moments that should have built up uh, to be deserved emotional payoffs, they didn't land for me. Uh, and a lot of the horror in the film or monster moments were so brightly lit that they were not scary and they looked like obvious CGI, which can be very, very distracting. The flashbacks were, honestly, mostly unnecessary. It was great to see the stars from part one, but the child actors looked like they were put through a 3D printer <laughs> and then put into it with the noticeable de-aging. They did look older, yeah, it was weird. The green filter used over much of the film was, again, very distracting. And uh, I think this film is a mixed bag. Your mileage may vary on how much you enjoy it, but I personally enjoy a good, long horror story. And for me, it mostly delivered. To the point, I'd welcome more Pennywise stories. So yeah, give it a watch. Your float, again. <laughs> 
Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.